and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 43 today. I'm joined by three lovely co-hosts, Madeline, Dad and Carl. How are we all doing? Uh, we're all depressed. We are all depressed. I think that would be fair to say. We, we came here last week saying it was two big games. Could could really sort of suggest how where, where where we are as a team at the minute. Um, we've come away with nothing. Uh, Thursday night and then last night. I don't know which was worse. I don't know which you think was worse. But we we are just going to get straight into it because Dad, we could be talking about the exact same game, not playing particularly well, going one nil up. And then chucking it away. Yep. Um, I I thought last week we needed four points. <sighs> oh. If I start with the first game, because because that's fact that they aren't very different. We didn't play particularly well. I think we were slightly fortunate to take a lead, but we were playing slightly better against Manchester United. Having gone 1-0 up, then gone 2-1 down, got back to 2 all, and I'll talk about the controversial goal according to the gentleman on Amazon. Um, one of my favourites, Odegaard. I've no idea what he's doing other than blind panic. And and the and the real slap in the face is Fred looked a good footballer against us. Not quite sure how they managed to get Ronaldo as man of the match other than a great loving for him. But there you go. The decisive moment as ever. De Gea. Pulls one out of the bag that, okay, Martin, Gabriel doesn't quite edit properly, but what a save at the beginning of the second half. Would have gone 2 0 up? Maybe different. I don't know. I don't know. We were generally poor. And then when we go a goal down, we decide to play for 10 minutes. We get level. And then we go a goal down again and we play well for the last five minutes. I have no idea. I think as a team, we dropped too deep. We've long had this problem. And if you look at the results this year, I'm looking at my learned colleague down there. We we never put a foot on the throat of the team. You get in front and we don't go for the kill. It's we're going to sit back. I'm a, I love Arteta, but he needs to realise we ain't Man City. And we can't play that deep. So that's the first game. I'll let someone else have their five minutes on the first game before I ramble on in. Go on, Matt. I'll hand over to you. Talk about Everton for me. Do I have to? Christ. Um, Well, I was quite lucky. I got to miss about the first half an hour of the game. Which, in reflection, is apparently a bonus. Um, and 
I'll let I'll leave one highlighting decision of the first half to Carl because I know he's just itching to get to get his teeth into it. Um, but we went one 0 up. Probably, definitely didn't deserve to, and obviously it felt a it almost felt a bit like a double win because we'd basically gone down the other end after they'd had a goal ruled out. Um, and we went in at half time one nil, and I sort of thought we don't deserve to be one nil up, but I'll take it. And we came out for the second half, and we played the same way we had on Thursday. And I said we're going to concede here. We did concede. Whoever decided that time wasting from the 60th minute away at Everton. Well, you're 1-0 up. That's Everton, who I think at the time were in 17th. Um, was a good idea. Needs their head smashing against a wall. Um, because it was uh, Richarlison was only going to have a certain amount of goals ruled out before one of them was actually going to count. Um, and we didn't even... We sort of started to play after it got to 1-1 and I'm a bit confused as to why if we know we can play we don't bother playing um, and a few weeks ago we were going one up and we were actually going at teams and we were going two up and we were going three up so that then when we did take our foot off the gas we had a comfort blanket whereas now I don't really know why we've decided to stop doing that but we've decided to stop doing that and it's biting us in the arse. And we've done it twice in a row and something needs to be done about it. Because otherwise, we're going to fall down that table at quite some rate. Yeah, go on, Cobb. <laughs> Take your head out of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I'll have my rant, but I'll get this one out of the way, yeah? Yeah. Don't let that prick anywhere near an Arsenal game ever again. He constantly gets big decisions wrong. Every game we play, he has to be the star. He makes a mistake. He made four mistakes yesterday. He should have got um, that fellow, Godfrey, for the first one on Saka. Didn't. He then let him stamp on the player, didn't give a red card. Oh, said yeah, he saw it. Said he saw it. He said he saw it. Well, you're an idiot. That's the second time you said you saw it this season in an Arsenal game. And the other one should have been a red. And I can't even think of what the game was now. And that should have been a red. Right? He then was it got Palace? Free... It, may it, well it, it was the Palace one where he was on VAR. Where Saka got kicked up the ass. Hmm. So, yes, that's, that's the one, yeah. It, there was two other ones where he could have booked, booked Godfrey before he eventually booked him, right? Now, there was no such lenience with other players on the pitch. It didn't appear to me. A few a few Arsenal players got booked. I think another Everton player got booked. So, he's a knob. Get rid of him. Sack him. And, and take Mike Riley with you. And take Martin Atkinson, who refereed our game the other day. Didn't have a problem with the way he refereed it, although he couldn't see the most obvious bloody penalty ever, even though it was against us. Um... But get rid of him as well and take a few others with you. They're all useless. The bloke in charge of them is useless. 
However, that's not the reason we lost against Everton. Because quite frankly, if VAR wouldn't have been in, because I thought they were both goals, yeah, they could have battered us. Going to the Man United match, first 10, 15 minutes, I thought we was in the game. I thought we was playing half decent away from home. Uh, Martinelli played really well on his on his first start since the first game of the season, I think, um, in the league. And he was playing really well. And as a team, you know, without Saka, um, we dropped one of our best players, uh, uh, um, Lukonga, for some reason. Uh, but Elneny played OK. His partner carried on his travesty of performances. Um, in part, he, he was bloody awful again against Man United. But hey, you know, sometimes he drops the wrong player. He dropped the wrong player in this instance. He had every chance to make up for the next game. But we'll get on to that in a minute. And we went on. We scored a goal. I think it's a goal. Tough luck. It should have stayed up the higher. No keeper goes down like that. What a punce. Uh, and we scored. We went 1-0 up. And we was in the game. And then we decided we could have a back 10. I honestly, it's just ridiculous. Just beggars belief why we go so deep. And there's no way. All we end up doing, we're just hoofing the ball. We're just hoofing the ball up. Well, Ramsdale, he's a good passer. Yeah, he's a great passer, but he's got one person up front. He's got a Bamiang up front. He's a big six foot eight strapping bloke, isn't he? No, he ain't. And he's it's just came to his head. So Maguire versus Aubameyang. I wonder who's going to win that. So it's ridiculous. And we got what we deserved in the end. We lost a game that, quite frankly, we should have walked because they are. In the, in the context of Man United teams, I'm not talking about the individuals, because the individuals in that Man United team are, there's some good individuals. As a team, that is an appalling Man United team. That goes back to the 80s for me, how bad that was pre-Ferguson. They are, they are so bad, so bad as a team. Awful. Then we go on to the Everton match. And uh, you thought, well, well, yeah, he might, he might make some changes. He might, he might, you know, he might drop the players who didn't do the job for him. So he dropped Aubameyang, who I didn't think, I don't think you can necessarily blame him for the Man United game, but he dropped in. He brought in Lacazette, and you think, okay, well, you can get that. Although Lacazette ain't played up front all season, he continued with Martinelli, and I thought, well, that was a good match. Fair enough, you know, Smith Rowe's injured, you know, and that's that's again, you know, that's the way it is. Martinelli played well, but that's two games running. He, he ain't going to last ninety. I could have told you he wasn't going to last ninety on on uh, last night. Uh, that's two games running for him after a big break of that type uh, in that sort of intensity. And then he brought back in Xhaka, and I thought, well, that's just weird because not only did he brought him in for. For um, El Nenny, who played okay against Man United, he's, 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 he just does what he says on the tin. I wouldn't have started him against Man United, wouldn't have started him against Everton, but I wouldn't have started the bloke alongside him either. Party, he's not that he's just walking into the team based on something that he might be able to do, and that's how he played Xhaka last night on based on what he might be able to do. We've got three other players, El Nenny played okay against Man United, not my cup of tea. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, last game he played, he bossed, I can't even think who it was against, but he played really well. Um, Lukonga, I don't think has had a particularly bad game for us. OK, the Liverpool game was a bit, a bit of a bit of an eye-opener for him. But outside of that, he's been one of the shining lights. So why why drop him? And on, But you knew Zaka, well, OK, he's not going to last the 90 minutes, he's just coming back from injury. So you're going to go, well, 60, 65 minutes if you're lucky. And of course, we've got Lacazette playing up front, who can't last ever 90 minutes. 
So you think that's a guy. Oh, Tierney's playing as well. Tierney, well, he must be fit and raring to go, and he's going to last 90. You think, hold on a second, that's four players who ain't going to last 90 starting the bloody game. I mean, they need to take off. You could see with Xhaka, he was blowing out of his backside after 60, 65 minutes. I don't think he particularly played bad in that 60, 65 minutes. Out of the whole team, he was one of the shining lights. But you just knew he couldn't last. And he can say all he wants that, well, I didn't know Martin he was going to get in. No, but you did know that Tierney was going to go off. So that, that, that limits your options straight away. You know that Lacazette ain't going to last 90. So that limits you again. How many, you've only got three subs. It's just, it's just ridiculous. So we end up playing, in effect, with 10 men. And that cost us in the end because Xhaka got done for the last goal. Which, you know, it's frustrating. This is all on Arteta. All of it is on Arteta. That team selection for the first game is questionable against Man United. The team selection for the second game is bloody appalling. It's, it's absolutely bloody appalling. The centre midfield, neither of them should have been playing. And I've got nothing against either player, but part is in appalling form. And Jacques has just come back from two months out. So he should have been looking for 30 minutes. I'd rather start with Maitland-Niles and Lukonga. Because I know I'm going to get 90 minutes out of them for a start. So if they're not playing well, I can take one of them off because they're not playing well. Not because I know they're going to go up 60 minutes. Madness. The team selection was madness. It put so much pressure on the on the, on the the defence. Tommy Asu was great, by the way. In both games, actually, Tommy Asu was great. Again, like that. But in both games, the central, central defence were put under so much pressure. And we can't... What's this? We can't can't defend a bloody set piece anymore as well. What's going on? Really, really pissed off. I can't I can't understand how we can get it. We were so optimistic last week because you could we've been seeing the the, um, seeing the light, and it feels like it turns out it was a train coming in the other direction in a tunnel because. That was proper, well, car crash it was, train crash, whatever. It was just absolute bloody nonsense. Shouldn't have happened. You knew it was going to happen from the 25th minute. And but for a fluke that got your hopes up, but for a fluke, I mean, that's a bit harsh on Odegaard because it was a great finish. But, but the, I mean, Tierney's control was appalling. You know, it just bounced for him, fortunately. And, and, and to be honest, to be fair to him, he made the most of it. But... He's clearly not fit at the moment for whatever reason, whether it's match fitness or what. Well, when they're not match fit, they don't start. They might come on for 20 minutes at the end. Build their match fitness. Give them an under-23 match. Xhaka should have been playing the under-23s last night. Anyway. Hey, that was a nice rant. That's it. I feel so much better. Oh, thanks for inviting me, Matt. <laughs> oh, dear. Go on. Well, that's the basics. We better get into some more specifics now. Um, Dad, just I, I told you after Thursday, I felt deflated. And then yesterday, just about Top made off. it from deflated to to lifeless, really. Just you, you can 
except losing away to Man United, considering that apart from a mistake at the end from Erdegaard, we we draw, but you can you can sort of accept it. Losing to a team that haven't won in nine games after being one 0 up at half time, it's just unforgivable, isn't it? So, I think you could see what was going to happen. The first 50-50, we lost. Unusually, Ben Godfrey won it, and he didn't foul anybody, Carl. It was one of the few times in the game he didn't. There's, every 50-50 they won, we were intimidated. And this is one of my beefs with the side. I have no problem with the younger players in the squad because I look at them and I think they're contributing more than the three most senior players. But somewhere someone's got to go. You've got to get this crowd quiet, boys, and keep it quiet. And to an extent, we've done that till we gave a stupid free kick away, and I can't remember who gave it away, which we were lucky to escape. And I was sitting here and I went to your mum. This is going in the back of the net. I couldn't believe our luck when Richarlison was called offside. He did Could look not... a mile off, to be fair, for the first one. But I wouldn't have said it was a mile off. But I, I would say to you, I think we were a bit fortunate. You've got to learn your lessons. You go up the other end, you score a good goal. I get what Cole said. Yeah, bit lucky. He's, he's bounced off Tierney somewhere. He's put hell of a ball in. And what a finish. Ironically, he later on, before he goes off, puts another hell of a ball across. And here's my gripe and rant of the day. There was not one player near it. I love Lacazette. I've been sitting here week after week saying I'd play Lacazette. But when I said I'd play Lacazette, I did mean him to play up front and get in the penalty box. I don't think last night... I actually saw him anywhere near the ball in the penalty box. I get he, he wants him to drop deep and build play. But you drop deep, you build play, and you go. You can't drop deep, admire your footwork, and jog. And Carl's right. I mean, in fairness, in fairness to Lacazette, I would say he ran about a lot. I'm not sure how effective the running about was. It reminded me a bit of Giroud, the way he... Half closed down, but didn't close down. But, oh my word. If you, if, if you don't sort out someone to score some goals, and it's clearly neither of the two blokes who supposedly the senior players, you're getting nowhere. And if you look, and I really am going to pour cold water on us, we've scored two more goals than we had this time last year. And we've conceded more than we had this time last year. We might have six points more, but go and look at who you've beaten. You've beaten Norwich 1-0. You've beaten Burnley 1-0. You've beaten Leicester away, who were not very good for 45 minutes. You've beaten the Spubs 3-1. You've beaten Villa 3-1. You've beaten Watford 1-0. You've beaten Newcastle. 2-0. You've drawn with Brighton. I think that tells you something. We're not scoring many goals and we have had clean sheets. 
against the very bottom of the table, but nobody else. So there is something remarkably wrong. I think Ben White's a good footballer. There are times he looks absolutely fantastic. Gabrielle looks solid. Last night, those two were bullied by Richarlison. A few weeks ago, Carl and I watched Newcastle. And there was times when Callum Wilson was bullying those two. Now, whether the problem's in front of them, because they're getting exposed by somebody with pace, running straight at them, and they don't... We don't commit fouls. Or when we do, we commit fouls near our box. Whereas other teams commit them a lot higher up the pitch. If you look at the good teams, look where they commit fouls. Look at the Jorginho at Chelsea. He never commits a foul in his own half. He commits them all near the halfway line. Question for you very quickly. This might be what you're about to say, Carl. Should Xhaka take whoever it was out yesterday on the halfway line? 92nd minute, take the second yellow card. No. Really? No. No, because when we'd sit here and go, oh, Jack is such an idiot, he knew he was on a booking, why is he taking them down? What I would say is, the first one he gives up where he gets booked, which is just lazy and bad positioning, you shouldn't put yourself in that position. As As a defender, Carl, don't get squared up like that and dangle your leg out. He was put in that position because Tierney's blowing it out of his ass. Excuse my language, but he's up the pitch. Yeah. After okay. I think it might have been the cross actually that you was talking about, but he was knackered. He couldn't get back, and he was taken off about two minutes later. And Xhaka was as well. And Xhaka should needed to go off at that point as well. And that's where he gave himself no no options. And it's going back to what you said about the tackling. It's very difficult to tackle in the other person's half when you're all in your own half. And time yeah. wasting, as Madeline said about. I mean, time wasting from the 60th minute. It was like the teams that came down to Arsenal years ago and done that. Oh, please do me a favour. Just absolute bloody nonsense. Let's see if we can squeak another one nil. We shouldn't be squeaking a one nil against it. Uh, Everton in their in their in their better days, you know, getting a one nil would have been a touch away. But this is this is a, again just like Man United. This is not a good. This is actually they haven't even got the players. It's a poor team. Gomez came on, made a difference to him, to be fair to him. But it was a poor team. But we're just time-wasting. Like, it, it was like watching... Well, it was Vic and Bob from years ago when one of them used to go down on his leg for no reason at all. It was just a load of old nonsense. We were so poor. And I'm not going to... If we, we, if It's so deep. We are so deep. We're like a line of, of nine... In, in front of the goalkeeper. You can't do anything. There's nowhere to go. We're, 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 we're the um, creators of our own downfall demise. Yeah. yeah. And ironically, the minute you haven't got Smith Rowe, you've got no one to bring the ball out. And that, I, mean, uh, I was, I was going to let Madeline talk about Smith Rowe, how much we miss him, but oh my word. I've got one more for, for yep. you three. Are teams targeting Saka? Oh, 100%. Well, yeah, because if Smith Rowe's not on the pitch, you know no one else is going to do anything. So it's very I, easy. I, I even saw Henry Winter tweet, tweeting during the game saying, um, Mike Dean finally um, 
talk to someone about kicking Saka up in the air about the fourth or fifth time it's happened in the in this half. Anyway, go on, Madeline. Sorry. Well, Carl said about when you said where teams make fouls. We don't get our own half, so we can only make fouls in our own half. Um, for one. Um, and it's yes. Last night was Bukayo Saka and his merry mates. I'm I'm trying to forget about Eddie Nketiah's miss because oh my god. Did the man want Saka to do anything else? It was on a plate. Like, I'm not saying knife, it was a sitter, but you could have edited it in, Madeline. Knife, fork, the potatoes were chopped. All you needed to do was stick it in the back of the net. And I don't even know what he's done. If we're going to talk about Niketia's miss, we can also talk about Abamyang's in the last minute. That was potentially the most half-arsed effort. It, the last minute of the game, put your foot through it. Um, I think he was closer to the corner flag than he was the goal. Uh, yeah, but no, when we don't have Smith Rowe, we just miss oh, it's just energy and someone to just bring the ball out, someone who will drift inside um, and the runs he makes makes him so difficult to track and that causes teams so many problems. And... Teams know if he's not there, the person that's going to create is Saka. And you double up, triple up on Saka. You rely that your strikers are that bad that they're not going to score. Um, I just think it was just so flat. Um, Yeah, it was... I think I used the word pathetic yesterday to Matthew. Um, But I also think I've got a lot of questions over Mr Arteta's substitutions. I've not always been Nicolas Pepe's biggest fan. But Christ on a bike, what the hell does the bloke got to do to get on the pitch? I have no direct personal problem with Eddie Nketiah, but when you know the man ain't staying, why is he getting game time? I'm not saying he doesn't care about this club. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's very grateful to us. But he's not in a long-term project. Bin him off. I feel a similar way about Lacazette. If he's not in a long-term project, bin him off. There's no point. We're still in a transition period. And while you're in a transition period, you're trying to find the players that are going to be there in the future. And Arteta spoke at the beginning of the summer transfer window and he said, I only want to bring in players that want to be here. Well, the same should apply for the players you've got within your own dressing room. Carl, you said you hadn't seen Ainsley for a while. You haven't seen Ainsley since his man of the match performance against Watford. What does the poor man got to do to get in the team? Um, the bench. Was he not even on the bench? No. Christ. Um, yeah, there's some... I, I like Arteta. I think calls for him to be sacked are slightly reactionary. 
um, because obviously we went on a really nice run and everyone was going, oh, look, that plan's working. Um, but he needs to work on personal grudges with players and a love affair for other players because Granite Xhaka shouldn't have been in that team yesterday. And it's almost like he was in that team so there was a distraction away from whatever result came out and it was, oh yeah, we have lost, but oh good, Granite's back. Um, there's certain players who'll drop if they play badly, other players he won't. Um, and I think the plan in January, the summer, whenever it is, it's quite simple. Go out and buy a competent centre-forward that's going to score you 25, 20, 25 Premier League goals a season. And, oh, that was the other thing. We're playing a similar way to how we did on our FA Cup run. In terms of, we're going one up and we're defending. And it worked really well if your striker's going to take the one chance they get, as Aubameyang was at the time. However, if your striker's not taking the opportunity and we've spent a lot of last season moaning about we're getting no goals from midfield. Well, now a lot of our goals are coming from midfield. They've decided up top that they're not going to bother. If your goals are coming through midfield, you can't sit back because then your midfielders aren't anywhere near in a position to score a goal. Your striker ends up isolated and when you haven't got a big striker that's going to be able to hold the ball up, that's completely pointless. So it's like he's trying to play three different systems all in one system and neither of them are really working. But oh good, at least we're playing the ball out from the back nicely, sort of thing. Anyway, that was... Trouble is, we ain't even doing that, are we? We end up doing this long ball nonsense rubbish in the end because we're, we're so deep, it's depressing. What you're saying about Pepe, I mean, uh, I, I don't get that. I mean, bringing on Eddie, I get bringing on Eddie. I put him in, if you if you want to convince him to stay, if that's what the the point was, then you you bring him on at centre forwards. I mean, the guy who's playing at centre-forward is playing as a withdrawn number nine, even though we ain't got anyone else up front. Now, whether that's by plan or accident, I don't know, but it was plainly obvious that we need someone at centre-forward. I can I can forgive him a miss like that because he hasn't had enough games. He should have had a few more games, maybe, be it for the under-23s even. He just needs game time. I actually think he'll wherever he goes, he's going to score some goals. And he'll be a good player for them. But I can't forgive constantly the experienced players letting us down. And I can't forgive Arteta picking that team when you just knew, you just looked around and thought, that ain't going to last 90 minutes. Who's, who's going to stay on? It ain't going to be Xhaka. It, ain't, it might be Tierney. That was what I came out It must be Tierney who's going to stay on. And it weren't. Because Tierney lasted 60 minutes and he was blowing. He was first a bad jacker. Sorry? First off, Tierney was. Yeah, first off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he didn't, he didn't get back. He couldn't get back because he was knackered. That's bad. That's bad management. Sorry, that's, that's put you in a position where you're desperate for five subs. For the five, five subs like in the Europa League or whatever. 
just bad management. You just, I could, you could see it from before the kickoff. You looked at the team and thought, he ain't gonna last ninety. He never lasts ninety. He ain't gonna last ninety. Martin had his second game on. Ugh, I doubt if he's gonna last ninety. Either. Who's gonna, who's gonna stay on? Really bad. And the fact that we're honestly, that art of them, art of the players ended up in the crowd. I thought they were so defensive. One shot we had on, t- sorry, not on, sorry, one shot we had before the goal, right? And I picked the ball out of my garden earlier on. It was ridiculous. It was so bad. And that was partly again. He's gone back to back to his performances of earlier on in the season where he just can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. Just terrible. Absolutely awful. Sorry, I've got a bag in one again. But just... I don't know how that start when you when you've got so many bad performances. I'll forgive Tommy Asso because I don't oh, I should forgive him. I don't have to forgive him. He was excellent. He's he's been the shining light in this. Saka done really well, even though I'd, I'd argue that he's not quite hit the heights of last season, and he looks a little bit tired because he's been playing all the time. Um, but thankfully, Martinelli started to uh, play a bit more and done done really well against Man United. Didn't do so well last night, but hey, there you go. But hey, at least we got a seventy-five. Yeah, at least we got a seventy million player on, pound player on the bench that we can bring on. Oh no, we don't bring him on. Just, just madness. Just mad. It's just, I don't know. It's just stupid. The other thing I don't understand about the Eddie thing is one, why he wants to keep him for starters, and two. He's only started playing him since he rejected a contract. He hadn't played the rest of the season. And then all of a sudden, Eddie Nketiah doesn't want to sign a contract. Fair enough, I'm not getting game time. Oh, do you know what, Eddie? I'm going to start playing you. In games when we were losing, or, well, one where we were drawing. And I wouldn't mind if we've seen Nicolas Pepe out on the left and it's really not worked. But... His best performances in an Arsenal shirt have come off the left-hand side. So I can't understand what he's got to do to even get 10 minutes at the end. Just change that around last night. Tavares starts. He plays 60, 65 minutes. I think, OK, we'll bring Tierney on now. And that bloke does that challenge on Tierney he got away with on Tavares, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have got away with it. I'm pretty sure oh, he wouldn't Gordon have got away one. with it. It was this, this disgusting one. Yeah. Uh, Again, that's no, one no where action from I, don't, I don't think it's a red, but the fact that he's just missed that completely, no free kick, no yellow. No nothing, because he's useless. It's a joke. It was last night. My, I was trying to explain. They were going, "Oh, why is he not giving any of this? Why is he not giving any of this?" It's, it's the Mike Dean show again because he wasn't great for either team. Oh no, he's he's he's, he's absolutely useless for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to be really selfish. I just don't want him refereeing us. He can be absolutely useless for the other 19 teams. I don't get. Well, I do because I still say I still point out he's absolutely rubbish, like old fat Bob uh, John Mosses as well. Absolutely rubbish. Martin Atkinson, rubbish. Right. All these old referees, some of them are older than, than me. 
she's going to Tom, I know. But they're older than me. I just think, oh, well, no, they, they meet the fitness criteria. Well, improve the fitness criteria so you can get rid of them because they're useless. They're absolutely rubbish, but they're, 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 they're protected by uh, Mike Riley, who was an absolutely rubbish referee. But anyway, that's that's still another point. I don't want to. I shouldn't take take it away from Everton. Everton. Everton beat us fair and square last night. Ricarlison, I thought was excellent. Um, uh, Gomez, when he came on, I thought was a game changer. And the lad who scored the goal, um, great. I, I've always liked him anyway. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for him, but I don't want him scoring against us. The pest got got me nine scoring points against everyone else. Fantasy team. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, I that's, that's I some, some consolation. I wouldn't mind if he hadn't him. if he hadn't warned them with the first goal. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> Ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, let this bloke run across the box and have a shot. Yeah, Ramsdale save onto the bar. Well, it's Tavares's fault for not following. No, it's not. It's not Tavares's fault. It's nothing to do with Tavares not for not following him. It's just one of them things. But we've created a situation further up the pitch where we 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 are. Making a defence creak, and this is not Winterburn, Dixon, Adams, and Bold, who could you could pressure them, pressure them like that all night, and they ain't going to get a set piece. They ain't going to score a set piece. Not chance. No one's going to score a set piece against us because them four were there. But this ain't them. This is these are these are, this is a different bunch, decent players, but give them a break, give them a chance. And the chance is with the players further up the pitch. And I'm, 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 and I'm excusing Saka from that group. I am blaming the bloke on the sideline. I also think to add to that, you've got a situation where you've basically bought in that back four because they're good at playing out from the back, which is fine. But... Christ alive, how much do you want them to do? Do you want them to play in midfield and up top as well while you're at it? Because you're going, oh, you lot can do the defending. Don't mind them doing a bit of defending. That's their primary job. Oh, we also want you to play out from the back. And by the way, the rest of us aren't actually going to bother doing anything. So if you would like to play with the pressure completely on you for 40 minutes, whilst you also then pay in subsequent, subsequently pay for the fact that our attackers are incompetent, That'd be really good. How much reliance can you put on five players at the back? I, I think the problem is that they're, they're all looking to give the ball to party who, without being rude, I've watched Newcastle, Carl, I thought he was poor. And you and I went, how much long is he going to stay on for? And he got sub 10 minutes from the end. Against Manchester United, poor is a nice word. He gave the ball away so many times. Last night, he gave the ball away. And at some point, the commentator goes, oh, a bit of a lapse of concentration. Whoa. That's... And obviously, was... got, I don't know what the problem is. Confidence, I have no idea, but... Well, it's interesting hearing some guy come out after having a shocker and saying, I haven't been good enough, yeah. I haven't adapted. Four out of ten. And then maybe dropped a two yesterday. Yeah, you're being generous. It it, it was it was I, I, the, the 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 worst thing 
the, the worst thing about the whole performance was something Madeline mentioned, I've mentioned since, it was the time wasting. It's just, it gets to me because that just shows how bad we were that the players would, would, would trying to waste a couple of minutes here and there because we were so bad and there was no chance. I mean, we were going to do anything anywhere. He's thinking, Emil Smith-Rowe's missing. This is a year now we've had him in the team. The best part of a year, 11 months, 11 a bit months. He shouldn't be making that much difference. He really shouldn't. I mean, Madison was outrageous at, at, at Leicester. They still managed to continue. Okay, they've got problems at the moment, mainly because of their defences. They've lost their best best defender and everything. But but um, they didn't miss him like we're missing Smith Rowe. We shouldn't be like that. Our senior players aren't standing up to it. I'm excluding Xhaka from that. I'm talking about Party. I'm talking about, to an extent, Lacazette. And I'm certainly talking about Aubameyang. They're not standing up. And Party should have been dropped by now. I don't know how he's lasted so long. And, and his partners seem to have gone. And it's, oh, well, we've got the god back, Xhaka. That will make everything OK with Party. But it turns out it didn't. And, but I think all of us could have told him, could have told Arteta, that's not going to make any difference. That is that player is the problem. You've 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 got rid of the wrong player each time. What's he going to do? He's going to drop Xhaka and bring in Maitland Niles back? Yeah, we'll have them all and see who can play with Party. Well, it's Party is the problem. See, yeah. I think that's interesting as well because on that, Arteta seems to think that he's almost got a license to drop a younger, less experienced player, no matter how they've played. But if someone's a bit experienced and they've played a lot of football and they're a bit older, all of a sudden they seem to almost become void from being dropped. Because you can bet anything, Xhaka and Party won't be dropped. But if Maitland-Niles had put in that performance, he wouldn't be near the training ground, let alone the pitch. So, I don't know. We'll see on Saturday. We will see Saturday. But Two I'd things like... I just want to talk about, and they kind of lead into each other, is Arteta after after Thursday saying, oh, the, the plan wasn't to drop back after we'd gone in front. That's just just something that happened, but wasn't, wasn't part of the plan. And then you come to Thursday, and then you see the exact same thing Dad, I can see you rubbing your head at that. Well, how does that make you make you reflect? Do well, you see that as a player problem or a manager problem or I'll a combination that, of both? I'll see that as a coaching problem because I go back to the Newcastle game. Newcastle were poor. We go one up and all of a sudden we drop deep. It was only the fact they weren't very good and didn't have anybody to score. If they'd have had Richarlison, they'd have probably scored. But they didn't. And if it, it, it's actually a pattern. You look at the Watford game. You went one up, we drop. Invite people on. I don't know where he thinks we've got all this ability that we can drop deep and we're going to play the ball out like Barcelona at their finest with 
and suddenly someone up top is going to turn into Lionel Messi, skim three people on the halfway line with a drop of the shoulder and run through because we haven't got them. I, I genuinely feel sorry. We all know I'm a big fan of Odegaard, yeah? He's been criticised because he doesn't score enough goals. He's scored two. In, he's scored three this season. Smith Rowe scored five in the league. Saka, one, two. I don't know. Well, I'll just go back to where do the rest of the goals come from? Because the two up top are a real problem and Thomas Party is a problem. And he's got a big decision to make this week because I don't think you can keep going with what you've got. And Maitland-Niles, bless him, I don't know what he... I don't know if he, he sits on a bucket in training and goes, fuck this, I'm not doing it. I've absolutely no idea. But I go back against Watford, he got a man of the match and he got stuck on the bench because party was back and fit. Yeah, not Thomas. You've been injured. Make the Niles play, and if it's going a bit peak tong, Thomas will give you the last twenty minutes. Get get some puff in you. I have no problem. I I did say last week I thought El Nenny might play against Manchester United because him and Party last year shielded the back. Well, you know, in fairness to him, he didn't actually play that badly. No, he was all right. He wasn't the problem. He's not the problem. And you could have gone, I'll keep him on because he runs around like headless chicken a bit. He he runs about. And then I'll bring Xhaka on. Or whatever you want to do. I, I genuinely don't get it. There must be something we don't see that goes on in training. I do yeah. not know what Mike Lenars <laughs> does. We don't want you to... We're not going to let you go. But we're not going to play you. Oh, we're going to play you because oh, you played really well. Two games. I'm going to drop you now. I'm assuming he's 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 kind of given up after that last time when he was dropped after the Watford game. It, perhaps he's given up. Perhaps he's just gone. Well, I ain't ever going to make it here. I'm not giving a run. But the Conga must look on and think, hold on, the same's happened to me now. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck. Oh, oh, it's all right. We've got Party and Party and Jacket together because that was working this time last year, weren't it? Yeah, that worked really well when they were together. To be fair, you know, he got injured. Uh, Party did, didn't he? But uh, yeah, I, I'm genuinely don't. I have no problem. Smith Rowe, Saka, Odegaard, those three, and Odegaard's been in and out of the team. But but yeah, you know, I could say Odegaard could probably do more, but. He's contributing. I look at, you know, Tinney hasn't played that much this season. When he's played, he's generally quite good. He's one of our better players. Yeah, I ain't having a go at Tierney. Tommy, absolutely. Tommy, Tommy Ashu, he, he's tremendous. Ben White, he, the odd mistake, but you're going to make get mistakes. Gabriel, the odd mistake, not too bad. And now, absolutely exposed they've got one of the quickest blokes in the league who's a who's a muscly devil he's not a mark lowen just trying to slip slip the ball past you and fall over he's going to push you out of the way and shove you and kick you and push you and back into you 
and he can air the ball as well. So, as I say, he's a handful. You've then got the real problem with Xhaka. Yeah, whatever his ability, he isn't very mobile. You've got Party, who's giving the ball away every time he gets it. I don't know what he's put. He must have some colour blindness. He can't see red at the moment or something. I've no idea what it is because he can't pass to a red shirt. So, well, he, actually, that's untrue because at Old Trafford, he could. So, I'd, I've no idea. So, the three or four of them, in fact, and the goalkeeper, you're probably up to eight that are contributing. You then get two, three that really aren't. And he has got to do something. You know, if you're going to play Eddie, whether I think it's right or wrong, you stick him up top. You take Lacazette off or you leave Lacazette on and you play Eddie as the nine behind him. I have no problem with that. But if Lacazette goes any further back, he's going to be wiping his hands on Ramsdale. He was playing behind Tommy Asu at one point yeah. last night. I was like, well, you just go away. I don't want you there. <laughs> Bugger off. It's, it's the problem with that as well, Madeline, is that Dad said we've got nine or eight solid players there. It's the problem that it is the experienced players that once again uh letting the young ones down. That's exactly what our old pal Gary Neville said yesterday. Yeah, because what more do you want them? I think especially away from home as well, where you look at those players who, a lot of them, parties come from Atletico, um, Lacazette's come from Lyon um, and Xhaka's obviously come from Germany they're three you don't know that, that where Xhaka came Munchen from Gladbach, that, thank oh, you very well, much you weren't sure on the pronunciation I'm guessing um, that's three places that and it's going to sound a bit stupid there's three places who have got a very good atmosphere you trust those three players to go Okay, we're gonna sort of guide you through how you're gonna play against an atmosphere like this, how you're gonna quiet the crowd down, and then you lot can go and play and you lot can go and play however you want. But when, as a young player, I can imagine you're also a little bit scared to tell an experienced player what to do. You know, if I was Saka and I didn't think Party or Xhaka were pulling their weight, I probably wouldn't want to stand there and point fingers and go, oi, you two, can you start doing something here? You're going to shut up and you're going to carry on with what you're doing and then you're going to hope that they sort themselves out. But why are eight players basically all under the age of 23 trying to carry three? No one else carries passengers. Well, they do, but they don't do very well from it. Anyone that does well doesn't carry any passengers. And I think, I don't know, I just, I think as a young player, you eventually get very frustrated at, oh, look, what more, almost, what more do you want me to do? I've done this, I've done that. Can one of you lot pull your weight? But, oh, look who's in the starting 11 next week and look who's not. Also, on your point about Xhaka, Carl, and um, could he make 90 minutes, you had to have a spare substitution in there anyway, based on the fact you knew Xhaka was going to get booked. 
there was no way he wasn't going to get booked because he gets booked when he's fully fit and fully up to speed with the game. So you have to factor in there that at some point you might have to take him off in case it's got a bit too much or he looks like he's walking a very tight rope. You've almost got to save a substitution to go, hang on a sec, he might get booked, he could walk a tight rope of getting sent off. I'm going to make sure I've got a spare sub. But, oh, good, I've got about four other players on there who probably aren't going to make 90 minutes anyway. So, I just... It it looked desperate from Arteta last night. It looked very much, I'm going to put this 11 because they're probably the 11 technically best players available to me right now. I'm going to go with that. And if it works, that's great. I've got a nice starting 11 I can stick with. But it hasn't worked. And now we're back to where almost where we were after the City game, where we've got sort of look a bit like we've lost our way, looked a bit like we've lost our identity and don't really know what to do with it when we've got the ball. And and you know what's coming Saturday? Because if I was Southampton having watched them last two games, I would press. I would undoubtedly press. And Che Adams, who I don't think is as good as Richarlison, but it's a lively little fella, he is going to bump those two in the middle. He's going to put himself got, about. They got Redmond, didn't they? He's still there, is he? Yeah. Cool. I can't remember. Yeah, Walcott's there. With Theo, yeah, they, they, they'll just... I they'll, mean, they'll, 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 once we went 2-1 down, we scored straight away after a minute. Again, once we conceded, we started to look slightly threatening again. And then yesterday, any time we got forward, we had joy. We even had Gabriel doing a step over, one of the best dummies I've ever seen for that Bamiyang chance yesterday. So we can create chances, but the fact we decided not to do it for large parts is the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Yeah. I also think we need to talk about Ben White. He's, he's had a couple of stinkers. Yeah. And he's made a few mistakes. The first goal against United was about bad clearance. Second goal against United, where Tavares and Smith Rowe lost the ball near the halfway line, which is you'd rather lose it further up the pitch. It's got all the way, and he's just he's just he's just wandered away from Ronaldo. So he needs he needs to. Um, he needs to have a look at his performances because some other players wouldn't have got that much leeway as he's as he's got over these last two games because he got a run around last night as well. Did get a run there? And, and I'm not pinning it on Gabriel because I still think Gabriel has probably been our well, he has been our best central defender this season. Right, Southampton at the weekend. Are we excited? <sighs> That'd be no then. <laughs> that is a no. Not really. I'm going. I'll be there. <clears throat> but am I excited by it? No. I I know what I want. Well, I know what would make me excited. On the on. I think I know what that's <laughs> going to be. But go on. 
I'd like to see. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Tierney start if he's if he's fit enough. I'd like to see Tierney yeah. start. So the same back four. I'd like to see Lukonga and Maitland Niles in midfield. And I would like to see Eddie up top. I know that might not be necessarily what anyone else wants, but I, if if I've got a choice of Eddie or Lacazette up top, I'll take Eddie as the centre forward and give him a go. I'd also, you know, I assume it's just Smith throws back, you know, and um, and everyone's fit. That's what I'd go with. Martinelli is an option as well. I want our ten, our Bambi gangs just. He's just so bad at the moment with his finishing. He, he, he's nothing wrong with it. He's working hard, but he's not going to score. He, he almost um, where was it? Who was it against? Was it against um, against against Man United? It looked like he was going to touch the ball, and I thought, was well, he offside? Right when the when the ball went in from Odegaard shot. I mean, he's already done that once this season. It's a goal off of Odegaard, I don't know, which was then bought up for against Watford. That was Watford, as well, weren't yeah. it? Um. That would make me feel good. And that would get the crowd buzzing to see the youngsters. They would get behind them. But seeing party just stink out the place week in, week out isn't an option. He, he's got to be dropped. He can't keep going. He, he'll play Xhaka. I, I guess he'll play Xhaka. And I ain't got a problem with that, to be honest. Um, but playing both of them, I will have a problem with. Just can't keep doing it. Definition of uh, madness, isn't it? Keep doing the same things over and over again. I'm, I'm similar to you, Carl. I'd like to see the, the same back four. Not really got a problem with that. Like to see Ben improve a bit, but not so much that I'm going to chuck Rob Holden in there by any means. I'd like to see um, Saka, Smith Rowe, and Erdegaard behind Martinelli up top. And I'd like to see Maitland Niles and Lukonga in midfield together. I'd be happy with that. I, I wasn't sure when Martinelli went off last night. Is he? Was it a touch of cramp or was it a bit of a it, it hamstring? Sort of crampish. That's it. Looked it like looked. cramp. Yeah. Bear in mind, we got West Ham next week as well. Oh well, we'd have to have Shaka uh, and Party playing for that game, wouldn't we? Mm. And uh, and going uh, up front. No, the re- the only reason I say that, Carl, is this thing of, you know. If you're going to play Tierney, and I'm quite happy if Tierney plays, yeah? 60 yep. minutes. 60, 70 minutes. Don't expect me to play 90 and then turn out and go and play West Ham. Exactly. I, 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 I Tavares struggled last night, although he, I think still the shock of that bloody challenge didn't do him any favours. I don't think it was great, but nor was anyone else, so I, I'll excuse him. Um but he, he's he's as safe as we're going to get as a as a backup. He's, he's done really well, and he and he might he, he might come on as the years go on and, and turn out to be our our starting left back. But yeah, Tierney to start, and he's and and um, with twenty minutes to go, if the game's safe, you take Tierney off. If the game's safe, you take Zaka or Zaka off, or or Saka or, or Smith Rowe. Whoever whoever you feel is the most the most important players. In fact, I'll take off Sackham Smith Rowe if it was four nil up. Oh, when will that ever happen? But uh, I'd take them both off. Because they're they're the two most important players we've got. And we we've talked about it a couple of times that we've wanted to see more more goals, a convincing win. After the form we've been in, Dad, it's straight back to just, just getting three points again. Yep. Three points in a clean sheet. 
It's what you got hopeful. Don't give free kicks away against Southampton. They're quite good at them. They got Ward Prowse who can finger bowl. Put it anywhere you like. Don't give a penalty away because he's going to put that away as well. So, yeah. And then to cap it off, Cole, we all went to watch the ladies' FA Cup final this week as well. Which was just as depressing, it'd be fair to say. That's pretty rank work, isn't it? I mean, they got the run around, didn't they, really? Let's be honest about it. It could have struggled. been six, and it wouldn't have been harsh on us particularly. Yeah. He's got to look at himself and think about his team selections as well. But that's... I'm not... I, I, I'm no expert on the men's team, less so on the ladies. <laughs> but I, I, think, I was surprised again, that... Um, it could be another hour on just on that game alone, I think. Yeah. Just surprised Jordan Nobbs didn't start, to be honest. Um, but you've got a sister who knows got, far yeah, more about it than I, I know, I'm sure you don't want to talk about it, but I don't think any of us have wanted to talk about anything tonight. Um, if we, we said earlier about the men, we said Emil Smith-Rowe shouldn't have that much importance on the team. Leah Williamson, uh, Leah Williamson as a centre-half shouldn't have that much impact on a team. Stop trying to play as if she's there just in another form um, in terms of stop trying to get your two other centre-halves to play the same balls that she does because it ain't going to work because they haven't got the ability. Um, and I understand she's probably at the moment, well, not currently right now, but when she was playing one of the top three centre-halves in the world, and I understand that any team would miss a player of that quality. But I'd probably say nine other players have got to look at themselves out there and ask themselves what sort of performance they think they've put in. Um, it's a cup final. You have to turn up for a cup final. Um, and there was a lot of players out there that put in quite potentially the worst performance I've seen them put in in an Arsenal shirt and as a collective they probably put in the worst performance I've seen them put in for about two and a half years since we played Man United away and lost 1-0 um, you couldn't understand why Jordan didn't start nor could I I could understand even less so why she didn't actually walk on the pitch um, the game was crying out for a Half time, you were only one down. That was your somehow. chance. Pardon? Only one down somehow. Yeah. And, no. and ironically, in all of it, <laughs> we got a shocking refereeing decision against us again. Yeah, I mean, that was. Yeah, but they, it's the Emma Hayes loving that they'll do anything to get Emma Hayes to whatever she wants to do, whatever she wants to win, to try and get her on their good side so that she might one day go and manage England. Um, but, again, outperformed, outclassed. Fran Kirby, hats off to her, was absolutely fantastic. She ran us ragged. Sam Kerr's finish for the, her second goal is an absolute joke. Um, fair play to Chelsea, they turned up, we didn't. 
there's a problem yeah. with the cup final being in December though, and it's you got to pick yourself up and play properly at the weekend. And not getting um, back, we're going to get a run around from Barcelona. Yeah, I was actually sort of ignoring the fact that we've got Barcelona on Thursday. Um, one thing I woo, what a I time did. to be an Arsenal fan. Go on, yeah. Cole. One thing I noticed, I, I didn't watch all the game. I, 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 I had the on-off switch and I was grateful I did on this one. Um, but the keeper, I thought she was really good. I thought she kept. I mean, I watched most of the first half, and I thought she kept us in the game. She she was outstanding. I don't normally see the Arsenal keeper in the ladies' game because normally they don't have anything to do. But well, we we're not normally convinced about her, and I have to say she'd saved about five, and then the second one went in. I thought oh, she should have done a bit better there, but she's taken a nick and it's completely wrong put her. So that's harsh and. Yeah, she she's that's the irony. We've lost three 0 when the goalkeeper was quite comfortably our best player. I look and, at Jim Beatty at centre half. Who, 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 oh, that sounds horrible. Laboured. Am I allowed to say that yeah. against against these nippy Chelsea players? She ain't got a chance against them. She needs to be playing against uh, what's her name, Natasha Dowie, or someone like that. You know, you can have a proper little battle with her. You know, a big old, you know, a big girl, Daniel Carter. She might be able to play against a player like that, who's a bit bigger and, you know, having a strength game. But when you've got the nippy players like Chelsea, she can't go a prayer against her. No. Not a prayer. And you're, you're bang Kate, on. You're bang on as well, Madeline. There's not often times I've I sort of applaud a goal getting con- getting scored against us but that, that Sam Kerr one was some finish so don't like her but fair play to her and, and I actually agree with you Matthew because I've maligned the goalkeeper because I don't think she's very good but she was really good and Sam Kerr's finish for the third goal wow what a finish and can well, I finally agree with Madeleine that I missed Leah Williamson as well. Just to, right. you know, thanks for uh, clarifying that, Carl. We weren't sure about that, Carl, but but thanks for clarifying. Right, we're going to end right. on a bit of fun because it's been very depressing, and we've got my my question of a day. And this is this is one for you, Madeline, because talking of depressing, the Ashes are starting this evening. <laughs> That really and, that's probably more depressing for me than anyone else because I'm gonna have to part oh with God. you lot yabbering on about it for the next five months or however long it goes on for. But yeah, the ashes are starting and as if it isn't depressing enough, England are gonna probably get absolutely battered by the Australians this winter. But what I wanna know is if you could pick an Arsenal player, two Arsenal players, a batsman and a bowler. To, who do you think is good at cricket is basically the question. And as a disclaimer, you're not allowed to say Ben White because he is actually very good at cricket. And we know that for a fact. And someone says him every week. So no Ben White answers. Callum Chambers. As a batsman or a bowler? A bowler. Callum Chambers. I, he's a posh boy. So I guarantee you, he definitely played cricket at well, private school. I know you don't know much about cricket, Madeline, but do you think he's a fast bowler, spinner? Um, he looks, he does his own thing. 
Ian makes it up as he goes along. He's got his own action. He's like <laughs> Liam Livingston, leg spin and off spin. Yeah, no, Callum does what Callum wants to do. Um, so Callum Wilson is your is your bowler. No, not Callum Wilson because he doesn't oh, play Callum for James, us. Yeah, Callum Chambers is your batsman. No, yeah, bowler. no, my bowler. Yeah. And then I think my batsman, it's got to be Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale. Because I bet you he can smack it a blooming long way. Um, and also, I don't watch a lot of cricket, but sometimes they give each other a bit of lip. So I think he'd be good at that bit as well. Um, and he'd be good at winding everyone up. And also, I know you didn't ask for this bit, but he'd be really good in the field. Yeah, um, I, I had Adam Ramsdale as a specialist fielder, mid-off. Don't you just don't take him on in the crowd? And I agree with you. I think he's a very good sledger as well. So but he's my. I, wicket, I hope wicket, they both bring their son for that reason. Yeah, wicket keeper, specialist builder. Right, I, I give, I've, I've got mine, so I'll, I'll go for mine while you two carry on thinking. So as my bowler, I'm going for Granite Xhaka. Aggressive, quite tall. Lots of bouncers, lots of lots of lip at the batsman. Nightmare to play against. And for my batsman, I am going for Ainsley Maitland-Niles because he have, simply doesn't have emotion. So he'd edge it to edge it to slip, get dropped, and just knock it off, and then whack a four. Bit of bit of a Chris Gale, not much running between the wickets, but just gets on with the job. Go on, Carl. Well, I, I'm actually going to pick AC Maitland-Niles as my bowler. Okay. Because I, I think he's got a touch of the Malcolm Marshalls about him. He, he's, he, he would be that skiddy 90-mile-an-hour bowler, and he'll just walk in. He'll be the nicest bloke off the pitch. Everyone will love him, and he'll be really chilled and relaxed. And then he gets on that pitch uh, as a bowler, and he'll, he'll be a monster. He'll be that monster that they're all scared of. I'm going to go for my favourite as the batsman. That's Kieran Tierney again. He's going to turn up with his with his Woolworths bat. Oh God! In his in his in his Tesco bag with with one left left pad only or one right pad depending if he's left handed or right handed. Only have one pad because he doesn't need. And who needs gloves? Yeah. Helmet? Do <laughs> you wear a helmet? No, no. Mainly Niles comes in to bowl him at 90 miles an hour and he just, it'll be like Brian Close, going back before your time, but Brian Close, just hit me, just hit me, go on. And then Rob Holden would be the same, I suppose, as well. I'd, ra- I'd rather it hit me than give you a chance. And although it's going to leave a massive, great big bruise on there, I'm just going to look at you and say, again, again. That'll be it, yeah. Rob Alden will be able to do it as well. Same reasons, just just a little bit of toughness. Any any more, Dad? So, so my bowler was going to be Saka because I think he's yeah. got a touch of the Peter Skiddles about him. I, I was going to say he's, he's he's to use my my favourite. He's a bit of a Sam Curran, skiddy action, makes things yeah, happen. I, I think I think he's got a touch of the Peter Skiddles about him. Except obviously a lot nicer person and not as annoying as Peter Skiddle. Mm-hmm. Um. And my batsman, I probably was. I'm thinking about this. I probably would have gone with with either Big Rob because I think he, I think he could swing a bat. 
and he wouldn't worry about being hit with a ball. So I think it would have been a, and I'd have to go. If I was going to pick a wicket keeper, it would have been Ramsdale. Because yeah. I can imagine him behind the stumps just giving somebody jip all day. Be great to listen in on the on the on the on the stump microphone, wouldn't it? Because he's just been taking I, ripping them all the time. I reckon I reckon he wastes the reviews in about two overs though. He thinks <laughs> everything's out, I reckon. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that and we will keep an eye on Saturday as well, where once again it's just about it's just about getting Bloody three points. I want four goals. I want four goals. You wanted four against Newcastle, and you were with yeah. me at half time going, I'll take one. Well, that's different at half time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't see it happening, but you never know. You never know. I couldn't see us losing against Everton, and we did. So. But yeah. That's, that's about as depressing as it's been for a while. But thank you all for joining me and getting through it. It's been a pleasure, Matthew. Yeah, I'd I'm like sure it has. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for listening. And we will be back next week. Bye-bye.